I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. Today's guest is Lisa Walters. She's got lupus. Let's talk about it. deep into this the whole scene what we're doing today i have to fucking tell the story so this morning i woke up really early uh to a text from my sister oh is it about her new uh eco-friendly cleaning products we just saw her post about that on uh Facebook. no it's not i didn't know that i <laughs> didn't know that, that was a thing but That's she texted she texted me and goes we call her grandfather poppy and she goes did Poppy just post a pic of his pubes? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Then she includes a picture. And it's a picture from Facebook, and it's my grandfather's hip with a big bruise on it. And it says, this is from falling on the ice. That's the caption. And next to his hip is his fucking massive <laughs> bush and his ball sack just oh hanging. <laughs> Okay. Oh. <laughs> so I don't want to see it. It actually so, is. This is legit. So then, then she sack. then she texts me this uh, emoticon of like a just shocked face, and I said, "Oh my fuck!" I was trying to justify that that's probably his shoulder or something, but no, that is his dick. And Natasha <laughs> goes, "That is so gross to think about, but I think he tucked his junk back." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, yeah, a couple of phone calls were made. <laughs> That's not awkward. At all. Right. Wait, a couple wait, phone wait, calls were made. She, she then texts me and says, "It's been confirmed." <laughs> he said, "He said that's just me bag by." <laughs> Is he new? <laughs> He's from Newfoundland, and I laughed so hard. Uh, and then, and then my mom texted me. So Bridie's birthday was yesterday, and she goes, uh, hi there, I'm going to get a cake for Bridie and make some wings. Do you need anything else? And I was like, no, that sounds good. She goes, okay, look forward to it. And I said, hey, Pop's balls are looking great. Then <laughs> <laughs> she said, I know, hey. <laughs> so the reason I brought that story up was because um, my grandfather, A, I mean, clearly he doesn't give a flying fuck that his balls are on Facebook. <laughs> But also, he's he's like he's he he's he's got slight he's got a bit of Alzheimer's in him, right? So I'm wondering if it's the Alzheimer's and he, and like and like like maybe a part so. of dementia, or if he just legitimately is like whatever, man. I got I'm 81 years old. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't give a shit who sees my old balls. Anyway, I hope fucking, it's more the second one. Oh God, I hope so. 
What a what a fucking weird family story. I I commented on the picture and said, "Hey, Pop, for '81, your balls are looking fantastic." <laughs> <laughs> my mom was like, "God damn it, Jeremy! He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't <laughs> don't egg him on." <laughs> Tomorrow he posts a picture of his dick. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> well, you like that one? Yeah. <laughs> this one. Uh, yeah. Well, I think that's a good segue. <laughs> Into uh, Segway. what we're we have. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of old balls. <laughs> right. So this is cool. Um, uh, we haven't really we haven't I don't we haven't released an episode yet, or at least I don't think where we've talked about how Taylor's in here. But Taylor, we banked a whole bunch of episodes. Taylor's been in India uh, for almost the entire month of February, so we didn't really record many episodes while he was gone. However, we realized we didn't we didn't bank enough episodes, and uh, we have to record while he's gone. And so today, Taylor is not with us, uh, but our real good buddy Jenna McMillan is joining us. We got our first female co-host. <laughs> What's up, Jenna? Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, Jenna. You know what? Co- people have been people have been asking for, to uh, yeah, they, for us to have a, a female co-host. That's on. right. And Jenna, you kind of made a, a guest appearance on our anorexia episode. Yeah, that's right. Because you do our filming, you film mm-hmm. a bunch of our shit. So you were you were filming, and you popped on there, asked a couple questions. I was super frustrated that the question I had been thinking about for two hours wasn't asked. <laughs> Never so. asked. Yeah, we're idiots. So <laughs> you know. Uh, so we're glad you're here because you'll help us not fuck this one up. You're welcome. Uh, let's dive into our guest. All the way. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, Jesus. Whoa. How many times has that been said? We got we to find a different way of, of segueing to our guest. But let's get right to it. Uh, one of our first guests who's traveled from mm-hmm. afar, from a faraway <laughs> land. You guys know you're making a big now. I know. Fuck. <laughs> What's your name? Lisa Walters. And why are you here? I'm here because I have lupus. Dun, dun, dun. I, I have to be honest, and I feel like I say this a lot on the podcast, but I know nothing about lupus. I don't know. If, I don't even and, fucking know. Uh, most people don't. I have no it idea. It sounds, lupus reminds me of lupins, which are my favorite flowers. So I've been really excited to talk to you because because uh, <laughs> I really like lupins. I can promise you it's not like a Definitely flower. Definitely nothing to do with that, Brian. Uh Lupus. Well, then, what? So, yeah. what is it? Well, you what know what? I, my, I have this. I have a similarly <laughs> stupid thing, and that every time I think of lupus, I think of uh, werewolves. Li- yeah, li- yes. Well, really? Why do Whoa. I think that? Um, is it because lycanthropy and li- like lichen lupus? Uh, I think that lupus, in some language that I can't remember, means wolf. So I think that ah. that's because oh, I, I mean, le, le I've heard of people uh, who wolf. have lupus who are like, I want to own the disease, and they go and get a tattoo, and they get a tattoo of a werewolf on their face. Really? <laughs> Clearly, I hope not. Yeah. You get like uh, hair implants. <laughs> you just look like you're growing hair. So okay, interesting. Do you have a wolf tattoo? I don't. And are you uh, one of those people that are going to? No, I can promise you I will never have a <laughs> tattoo or a, a purple ribbon tattoo or anything oh, like is, that. Is it purple? Yeah. I think I CF, thought that was I like a war CF metal. CF is the purple, purple ribbon. ribbon too. I think. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck you, Lupus. Get your own color. <laughs> Find your own color. Well, I think that uh, CF is more of a mauve and, uh, and uh, you know your Lupus ribbons. is more of a, uh, oh, is more of yeah, a, a violet, I believe. Sure thing, Martha. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. 
I, Jenna, I guess, do you know what lupus is? Yeah, my grandmother had lupus. Ah. Yeah. So. I'd say that's cool, but I guess that doesn't <laughs> it's come so across. It connects us. So cool. So what is lupus? Yeah, what, what, is, what is it? What the fuck is lupus? So lupus is an autoimmune disorder, and it essentially, no one really knows why it happens, but your immune system one day decides that it's going to flip a switch and it starts instead of targeting um, like invader cells, like, you know, flu and stuff like that. It starts to attack healthy cells in your body. Oh. So it's just like... This sounds... Okay. This sounds very familiar to... We, we just did an episode with a guy who has Crohn's. Yeah. Well, that's also an autoimmune. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds very similar to Crohn's in that the body is kind of like, oh... Fuck you, all Lisa. cells are bad. Yeah, yeah let's let's fucking let's rape and pillage yep. all these cells in the so body. Like, it's like uh, being in the military. And should I not friend- have said rape and pillage? Is that <laughs> too extreme? I don't think so. There's a little violence. <laughs> I was I was going to equate it more to like uh, friendly fire in the military. Uh, That's oh. actually in one of my blog posts. I I write that uh, lupus is kind of like friendly fire because it's just like fuck you. I don't care that you're on my side. I'm gonna <laughs> what's, kill the, you. what's the biggest difference between lupus and Crohn's? Or other autoimmune deficiency? Well, I guess I guess I don't, I don't know much I would about. Say, I would say poop <laughs> is a big yeah. one. Poop would be a big one. I'd yeah. say. Crohn's, I don't know a lot. Crohn's has a lot to do with shitting. Yeah, right. uh, and are I you mean, pretty regular yourself? I am actually pretty regular <laughs> myself. <laughs> uh, I mean, some diet? people, some people who have lupus could have, say, like their bowels or intestines or something um, targeted. It, it really will fuck up any part of your body. Okay. So, uh, okay. My, my next question was, how does it, uh, how does it present itself in one's body or is it different from body to body? Oh, it's very different. Um, pretty much anyone with any sort of autoimmune disease, um, like say I have lupus and someone sitting next to me has lupus. We could have entirely different symptoms. We could have some of the same, some differing, or we could possibly have almost all the same. It's really hard to tell. And there are more symptoms than I can count because lupus can really affect any part of your body. It essentially causes inflammation anywhere. All right. Your favorite symptom, go. Oh, God. <laughs> um, my least favorite symptom. Yeah, oh, that's, sorry, Let's that's, start that's, with that's, that. Sorry, that's what I meant. <laughs> um, my least favorite is probably fatigue. So lupus makes you really tired, (laughs) but not the kind of like, oh, I just need a nap and then I'll feel better tired. It's more like even on days when I feel good comparatively to other days, like when I'm having a flare up, we call it, I always feel like I have the flu. Like I feel run down and I can have like, I don't know, a lot of flu symptoms, aches, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you mentioned that there's there's a... a a variety of different um, symptoms and yeah. it and it presents itself differently in 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 anybody who has lupus. Mm-hmm. Is there a spectrum of lupus? Do they like classify those different types, or is it just everything is lupus? And there um, are there are different types. <laughs> every, Everyone has lupus. Every, you just don't know it yet. It's a sliding scale. I believe it's everything multiple is lupus. lupuses are those a lupi or <laughs> that's how I would refer to it. Um, but is, but actually, so is there, because in, in like bipolar, for example, there's mm-hmm. uh, type 1, type 2, and there's different, there's a spectrum, but in lupus, is it just, if you have lupus, you have lupus and they don't well, classify it in a certain way? There can be classifications. Um, 
what can happen is someone could have lupus and not even know they have it. They might not feel like they might feel a little different, might feel a little sick or run down, but not enough to even go to a doctor to try to figure out what's going on. Dude, I feel like I feel like this is the the, the episode that so many people are going to listen to and go. Do I, I, have I fucking have lupus. I know, <laughs> I, know I have lupus. I fucking have lupus. That's okay, guys. I'm if sitting you're, here and I'm you're... like, maybe I have lupus. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you one thing. If you're one of those people listening and you think you have lupus, do not go and Google it. Okay? Yeah. Because you are going to assume that you have it because it can... Don't tell people not itself. to do things because as soon as you tell them Google not to it do right it, they're, like, they're, they're on their phones right now like, hmm, hmm lupus. How Web did you MD. find out? Oh, that's a really long story. <laughs> Great, let's get into it. Yeah, let's dive so, into that. so first of all, I'll I'll answer your question. Okay. Um, so, lupus might not affect you at all. So, you might not even know you have it. Um, you could have it very mildly, um, which could mean like you could get you could get you know migraines every once in a while. You could have some joint problems, stuff like that. Um, you could have it. I I sort of have it in between. Like I. Some days are really good, some days are really bad, but the really bad cases, um, when it starts affecting your organs, so some people could have um, lupus affect their heart, their kidneys, and stuff like that, and when it starts affecting your kidneys, that's what most people with lupus, if if they, lupus can be fatal, and it's usually, it gets into your kidneys, and that's when it is uh, fatal, and that's called lupus nephritis. And okay. that you, you essentially, your kidneys shut down. Sounds exotic. It kind of sounds <laughs> scary though. Nephritis, like Na- Nosferatu. They, like there's a lot of, there's a whole Werewolves, bunch of like gothic no. shit yeah. going on here. Yeah. yeah. Fright. Very, I was just picking up straight disease. up on fright. Nosferatu. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. So anyway, tell us so how, tell how us you, your story. how you ended up finding it. I, Cause I, I heard you say earlier in discussion, excuse me. I heard you say earlier in discussion that, uh, that it took a really long time for you it to did. find out. So, so tell us about that. Okay, so um, I first started noticing that I was sick often and probably more so than I should be when I was in my first year of university. And um, I was so, I had a, I was I was sick almost every like Friday Saturday. <laughs> Sunday night, <laughs> yeah. university first year university. Yeah, me too. Well, well, that was my first. Like, that was my first semester. Well, yeah. But then after that, when I stopped drinking, oh, I oh, still, <laughs> I still noticed that I wasn't feeling very good. Oh shit! Then something must have been up. <laughs> yeah. So I was. I started off by I was throwing up a lot, and I would I, end up again. I know. I know. Again, I'm just gonna say. Even so after was I. <laughs> Jeremy, when we were in Toronto, he said this on an episode. He was oh, like, I, I, we went out last night and I drank that beer. I think I was allergic to that beer. <laughs> Listen, like, I think you're allergic to the amount that you drank. Listen, I, uh, fuck it, whatever. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Whatever. You were... And I started having like um, neurological problems. So I would get pins and needles and like a part of my body would fall asleep and there was a lot of like leg pain and joint pain and stuff like that. And I'd get really bad optic migraines. And like it would get to a point where if there was a light on in the room, my left eye would get so painful that it, sometimes I actually thought it was going to just explode. There was so much pressure in that there. I Jesus. feel like I feel like <laughs> optic migraines are never a good sign. They're, it's no. either 
It's either lupus or brain cancer. Or I know. Like you that. think right like, away, oh, yeah. I have a brain tumor. Yeah, right? So I... Or, I w- or exploding eye syndrome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Episode five <laughs> or six of Sick Boy Podcast. Go back and check it out. <laughs> How often were you getting them? Uh, it started, like, it was every once in a while, and then it got to a point where I could barely leave my dorm room because I was so sick all the time. Like, I spent pretty much three months of one semester just in bed. Like I would be in bed, go to the hospital, get an IV because I was throwing up so much. I needed gravel and stuff like that in mm. me. Then I'd go to class, go home to bed. And that was it. I pretty much, I still well, went to class. Like but... what were you thinking during this point? Were you like, Oh, there's something wrong with me. Or were you just like, well, what the fuck? I went to, I went to the clinic at our school and the doctor, I went there one day with the eye pain and the doctor ran a test and he turned the light off and he had one of those little pocket flashlights and he was waving that around both of my eyes. And, and, went, and just and doing incantations. <laughs> Again, spells. it's a gothic disease. Yeah. Yeah, totally. um, and so um, he, he acted very shocked. He went... <gasps> Like that, and I was like, "Oh, that's never a oh, good yeah. sign." Don't do that oh, as and a then, doctor. Do and that. then, instead of instead of telling me what was going on, he ran out to get the intern because he, ran out of he oh, wanted no. the intern to see oh, this. No. So she comes back in the office with him, and he's like, "See, I've never seen this before." I think I think the light was simulating a full moon, and he started to grow <laughs> hair. And he was like, "She's changing. She's changing." <laughs> I wish it was that simple because then I would have known it was lupus right away. But he sent me right away down to the ophthalmologist because my pupil was reacting the completely wrong way that it was supposed to when it was hit with light. And so the ophthalmologist did a test and then I was told, oh, you definitely have MS. Um, so that was uh, optic neuritis. So did what they just the, throw that out there? Like they're like, oh yeah, he yeah, he threw it out like right away. And so like he, I was told that my scan from the ophthalmologist came back inconclusive, but based on all the other symptoms, they're like, you definitely have MS. And so like I was handed a pamphlet on living with MS, and then I left and wrote a final exam. And like, How, like, were you shook up? Like, I, I think I was, I think I was in, in shock, shock because yeah. I just went straight to my class and wrote my final exam. And then like my friend turned to me and he was like, what's, what's up? You seem different. And I was like, oh, I just found out I have MS. And then I like went right back to work. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no big deal. Oh, and, um, so then, but I still had to get MRIs and stuff like that to, <clears throat> To see like how far advanced it was and stuff like that. So you but definitely, it took, but you definitely don't have MS. I don't. Well, I hope not. Okay. <laughs> so, but then after my scans came back clear, they're like, "Well, what could it be?" And it went from in eight years, it went from oh, it's nothing to oh, maybe you have fibromyalgia to no, 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 it's MS to hmm, let's look at Parkinson's to. Maybe it's was lupus ever brought up? Lupus was brought up once. I had a test. There's there's this ANA test you can get, and if it's positive, there's a sign, a good sign that you have it. What's it ANA? I don't really know, but I think it has something to do with the, the amount of inflammation in your body, and it can test that. Right. And that doesn't mean that it's lupus, but it means that it could be something like it, like sure. rheumatoid arthritis or something like that. Okay. Yeah, because there's a huge connection, right, between arthritis and Yeah, lupus. like, well, one of the main symptoms of lupus is that you get arthritis. But um, Are they really sure that you have anything? Yes, they are sure now that I have lupus, <laughs> but it took, it took eight years. And then, but I had that one test. Did you test. have to leave Newfoundland to find out? No, but everyone thought I did because 
the weekend before I found out, my dad and I went on a trip to New York City. And then I came back and like the next day I had my specialist appointment where I finally found out. So everyone was like, oh, Lisa's dad got so fed up with waiting that he paid some big doctors in New York to figure out what was wrong with her. But it just <laughs> so happened. The fucking rumor mill in New York. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a lot to talk about, I guess. But um, so they, they were so throwing out all of these diseases. How did you actually find out that it yeah. was lupus? So I went to see um, uh, an internal medicine specialist. My doctor didn't know what was going on. And so he essentially said, who do you want to go to? And I was like, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But he, he listed two people. He listed a rheumatologist. Who and, can... a, and a witch doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a rheumatologist I could see or an internal medicine specialist. And the internal medicine specialist was female. And I just really wanted to sit down in front of a female doctor after years and years of seeing male doctors having some trouble talking about certain things because of the fact that they were male doctors. That I was like, you know what? I want to go see her. Like they just wouldn't go to certain, like they wouldn't talk about certain things? The male doctors? Some would, some wouldn't. Um, some I just, I just felt uncomfortable around. Right. Um, I mean, I've had appointments where I've gone in to see specialists who have completely dismissed me and said, it's all in your head. There's nothing wrong with you. Yes. And then I turn oh around and go God. see a specialist who's like, oh no, right. you definitely have MS. So it's like, well, guys, there's, there's something there. And I kept getting sicker. Now, so finally, yeah, I, I went gonna, to see my... I was going to say, do you think that they said that because most... Like, most women it is all in their heads you yeah. know like well, everything that, yeah. is just in women's heads we just yeah, make totally. shit up. Uh, you, we're bored you guys do you know <laughs> yeah. you guys are horrible for that and, <laughs> and like trying to <laughs> seek attention yeah exactly oh, totally, that, right? yeah. all the time all yeah. the time and always complaining <laughs> a lot of complaining drama queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah a lot of complaining yeah. i get that i get you know playing yeah. devil's advocate i get where he's coming from but you yeah, understand totally. all of the male doctors there's people out there that are going well i mean i've been reading a lot lately about sexism in um, you know, in hospitals, in, in, the, in the, medical, the medical field. Right. And it seems to be quite rampant. Mm. And it's just like, if a, if a guy walks in with the same symptoms as me into a hospital or into a, into a specialist office, nine out of ten times he's probably going to be told he has something and given a prescription and, and he'll walk out. Dude, what, so when a woman walks so in there... Fun. She essentially is told, like, oh, no, you're like, either like, oh, you're overreacting. It's nothing. She's rarely ever prescribed something. I get, I get, pres- well, I'm, I don't go into hospitals to get prescriptions. I want to find out what's wrong with me because sometimes I have some symptoms that, um, like, I could lose feeling in a part of my body or I get, uh, at one point I had really bad muscle weakness in my thighs and my, like, my face and my throat to a point where I couldn't swallow uh, solid food and I Holy couldn't shit. I couldn't even get up out of a seated position and so I went to the hospital and the doctors were like huh, well I mean we did blood work and we don't really know what's going on so we're going to send you home if it gets worse come back and I'm like if it gets worse I won't be able to actually get up off the couch to come back Yeah, but just, if out I, of, just out of curiosity um, do you remember where those stats came from the 
Oh, um, I totally made that stat up. Fucking women. It's less than that. I am exaggerating. I'm from PEI, and on PEI, it's the only province that doesn't allow access to abortion services. Mm-hmm. And it's like a huge fight right now. Yeah. But they do, in some cases, offer um, medical abortions and not surgical. Um, but there's no aftercare provided. Wow. And so there was this case of a girl who was, was given um, the medication to mm-hmm. abort the fetus. And she started like bleeding and having all these crazy symptoms, didn't know what to do, showed up at the ER. And the doctor basically said, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not able to deal with Holy this. Holy fuck. So send her, send her that's home. That's a thing. PEI wow. is, that's a thing. is PEI. so backwards <laughs> with a lot of shit. I, and I will say I know, that. Yeah. I have no problem saying that. And if you're from PEI and you get offended by that, fucking like tell yeah. the people that tell go to city hall write a write a write a strongly worded honestly, letter honestly though get the yeah. fuck out of the dark ages like come on yeah it's crazy it's crazy because it's yeah. the same with uh cf cf2 right? is they don't in, they don't do RPI. the they don't do the the mandatory it's called mandatory sweat test or whatever like what? e- every baby that and i if i'm wrong about this fucking write to us so i can say Sorry, that i am PEI however i'm pretty sure that it, that it is a fact that as of right now, PEI is one of the only provinces in Canada that doesn't make it mandatory for babies to be checked for CF at birth. Yeah. Because wow. CF is the I most believe, common genetic I'm, disease. I'm, I'm pretty sure that is right. That sounds more like a fact than the one that I threw earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but back to your uh, specialist, so the person who, the female. The lady, right. yeah, who the actually... So I, uh, I finally got in to see um, a specialist, and the appointment took three hours. She had another doctor come in first and do a complete checkup on me, ask me my history and everything. Um, I brought two... Back-to-back pages, so double-sided pages of my symptoms, essentially, over the last eight years. And I brought pictures because sometimes, like, one thing that can really help diagnose lupus is something called a butterfly rash on your face. So it goes across the bridge of your nose and onto your cheeks. And My grandmother had that. Yeah? That's crazy. I get it, like if I'm out in the sun or anything like that. And um, so I had it really bad over the summer. And I didn't have it at the time of my appointment. So I'm like, well, right. you know, I'm going to take a few pictures of it did and you bring feel that. Like, did you feel like you were like in court trying to yes, convince it people? Yes, it always feels like that. Like that. Yeah. yeah, it always yeah. feels like You're I'm walking yourself. into an interrogating room and I have to try to yeah, defend myself. Is it because there's no easy way to test for... That's definitely part of it. I mean, even like you can do blood work. That can come back positive to help the case, but it can also come back negative and you can still have it. So what are they looking for? Like what's the indicator where they can definitively say that, yes, you have lupus? There's a list of about, I think it's like 12 or 14 criteria. Jesus Christ. And you need to have at least like, I don't remember the number. I think it's like five or something. And they're like the butterfly rash, the uh, ANA blood work. So it's like a scavenger um, hunt. To, essentially, like, yeah. Try to find um, those symptoms. Different, like, different rashes, like joint pain, fatigue, photosensitivity, stuff like this. And I had, I think it was 12 on the list. Whoa. And uh. so my blood work came back negative. But I was also feeling really good at the time. So there that can happen and my specialist said ended up saying it doesn't matter what's on the blood work you definitely have lupus because this is i mean you're pretty much so after eight years yeah how long was that appointment with your doctor that she 
figured well, it out? Well, the appointment was three hours. The, the, the other doctor came in first, went through everything. Then she came in, went through everything with me. They went out into a room and talked for a long time and then came back and she said, you definitely have lupus. And she gave me, she just, she was just like, it's lupus. And she handed me a prescription and I was like, whoa, like... I- I found it right here. The uh, if you the criteria to have lupus, if you have at least four of the criteria on the list, and they are there's eleven of them. Eleven, yeah. Malar rash, so yeah, rash that's the, the butterfly cheeks, rash, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, discoid rash, a rash that appears red, raised, disc shaped yeah. patches. Photosensitivity, oral ulcers, ouch. Mm-hmm. Arthritis, cirro- uh, cirri- cirrositis. It's pronounced sriracha. It's sriracha. Sriracha. Lactating sriracha. Uh, Kidney disorder, neurological disorder, blood disorder, uh, immunologic disorder. So you had pretty much all of these. Pretty much, except my kidneys are anti-nuclear. That's good. Oh, that's what ANA is. Abnormal anti-nuclear antibody. That sounds fucking crazy. Yeah. So I tested positive for that once years ago when I was first trying to get Mm -hmm. tested for everything, but I was told it was a false positive and that I just had an ear infection or something, which made no sense to me. But then, so I told my specialist that I had tested positive for it once and that did not surprise her. And she said, even people who have tested positive for it, there are times when you have to keep testing over and over and over right. before it shows up and she said it's da- it's too dangerous not to to diagnose you with lupus she said you definitely have it and you need to go on these drugs because there's this uh this pill i'm on that it's an anti-malarial medication so i'm uh, i'm good to go if i want to go to africa yeah but <laughs> <At any point. laughs> this pill I don't know why, but it really helps slow down any sort of organ involvement with the disease. So the earlier you're put on that, the less likely your kidneys, your liver, and that will get affected. What about the fatigue and the optic optic migraines? That's and all part of lupus as well. So, so does this pill help you with that? No, not, not really. Okay, so it's mostly just, just I, I, was, I still have to... to go on medications to treat symptoms, but this is sort of my underlying pill that treats lupus itself. Right, right. So what was, the, what was it like... How did life uh, change mm. from the moment that you went from being like, it's MS or something, to, oh, fuck, I have lupus? It was like, a, oh, fuck, yeah, I have lupus. Wait, yeah. Because, like, it was such a roller coaster to go on over eight years, never really knowing what it was. This might be a bit of a fucked up question, but were, was there any part of you that was like, thank fuck I don't have MS? <laughs> Yes, at first. Yeah. And then I found out that lupus can cause pretty much all of the same symptoms oh, because shit. you can get you can get lupus in your like it can affect your spinal cord in your brain because right. it can cause inflammation anywhere. And I was already having these neurological symptoms, so there's a chance that the exact same things can happen. But I think it's less likely. Like you're not as likely to just wake up paralyzed one day if you have lupus. Right. It can happen, but not it's not as likely as if you have MS. Okay, so so how old are you now? I am twenty seven. Twenty seven right? and yeah, I'm twenty seven. Twenty seven. <laughs> I never remember. <laughs> I, I actually you it's know, such I've a been, bland I've been, age. You're like oh, I don't I've know. been struggling <laughs> to remember how old I am too. Um, so eight years. How when were you? When were you told? How long ago were you told that it was definitely lupus? I was told um, the end of March of last year, so it's almost a year. Oh wow! Wow! Okay. So it's almost reset. my f- one year anniversary. And how and how's the last year been? 
it's been a lot better emotionally and mentally. I mean, I still have my days where I'm like, shit, I have lupus. That sucks a lot. There's a lot of crap I have to deal with. But knowing that I'm on a drug that's going to, you know, help me in the long run and knowing what it is. So when I have a symptom, I'm like, oh, that makes sense because that's a symptom of lupus. Right. It's, it's a lot easier to deal easier with. Easier to manage. Have, yeah. have your flare-ups been intensifying or are they, are they pretty regulated now with the, with the drugs? Um, they, they can still be bad. But I think it's because it takes a while for you to realize what your triggers are. And so I'm still trying to navigate that. So like I might, one of my biggest problems is I tend to overdo it. So on a day that I'm feeling really good, I'm like, man, this is awesome. Yesterday I could barely walk. I want to go. You start lifting cars. Yeah, I do a lot of that. How bad, how bad does that get? Like, so you've, you've mentioned now a couple of times, you said that you could barely get out of a chair, Mm -hmm. you could barely walk. How bad do those flare, flare ups get? And maybe what is, what is the worst experience you've, you've had? Hmm. I I think that um, the time that I told you about with my uh, the muscle weakness that was probably one of the worst ones because that was also that happened I I went on a trip to Disney World with some of my family and I felt really good while I was there. So I fucking I, love Disney World. I've, I've, been, been, I've been there five been times. It's no. such a yeah. magical. Jenna, place. we should go. Yeah, All let's right. go. I'll take so, you guys. I'm a bit obsessed with okay. it. But um, I went there and I felt great. So I, you know, overdid it. I walked a lot over the seven days that we were there. And then I guess I was out in the sun a lot as well, which is, your, it's a no-no for lupus. That's going to cause a lot of problems for just you. Just full moons. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. That's all you can do. And um, I guess I just overdid it too much. So it was the muscle weakness in my throat and my, like I couldn't even chew really because my face, the muscles were so weak there. And then I had started having trouble swallowing. And then when it got into my legs like that, that was a different sort of symptom than I've ever experienced before. So I was like, "Uh Oh, this is new. And how long would that last for? That lasted for about uh, two weeks, maybe. Wow. Um, Oh, that's super scary. Maybe not that long. A week and a half. I just watched uh, the Revenant. Like I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Fuck, what a good movie! If that you haven't seen really it, good. go go see The Revenant. Uh, I can't help but think when I watch movies that take place in like the 1800s or the 1700s. Mm-hmm. Watch The Witch too the other day. Fucking great. Oh, yeah. Every time I watch a movie from like way back, I all I can't help but think, man. I would have been dead so fucking yeah, like, so glad. I am such a really. Like, I, I feel oh, the no. opposite. I feel like yeah. I'd be in my element. Well, well no, yeah, because I would have you're died a fucking in specimen that is like that. That's never gotten sick in it's your life. Because I don't have CF, dude. I, yeah, that's <laughs> or, what I'm saying. Or lupus, right? <laughs> CF would just like I would be a wreck. I'd be. I wouldn't. I would be just. I'm such a weak, shitty, Me soft too. human. That that would be fucking done, and I'm just you were talking about lupus and like can't go in the sun, and I'm like, man, you'd be fucked in the 1800s. Yeah. Like, you'd be so done. Well, I also have asthma, so I would have died oh, at like two or three. Oh, you would have been dead yeah. so early. I wouldn't yeah. have to worry they would have about just anything. How, in the river. how does it affect like your social relationships? Like, how does? It- Luckily, my friends really like to just hang out and play ga- like board games and stuff like That's that. Good. So They're I went from like someone who went downtown on George Street and drank and danced very and stuff like that. Uh, epic street in Newfoundland that uh, is a very party, big party yep. central Most street. bars per capita, I believe. Yes, I, I was super true. underwhelmed when I went there. I have been dreaming of going too. to George Street for Jenna, so that's long. because you're a fucking party and, maniac. <laughs> and then I went there and it was just like, oh, all right. It's pretty cool. You've been doing lines of blow this entire time <laughs> and I keep looking over at you going, Jenna, stop. 
Think of your favorite one-hit wonder. Or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have. Or that TV show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon. Now what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm Delon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I used to be very athletic, and I... Uh, played a lot of sports and I used to go out a lot with my friends on the town and then I slowly started realizing that I can't do that anymore I don't have the energy for it so you got lupus then I got lupus so I mostly like I mean I go out sometimes but I have to plan like if I know I'm going to a concert or something that I have to stand up for four hours. I can't do anything for the next day. I have to make sure that's that wild. I have no plans because I probably won't be able to get out of bed. I'll be too tired and in too much pain to do so. So what do you do for work? I work in an office. So that's pretty good. Um, Would you even find that tiring though? I do sometimes like typing and stuff like that can be hard. Um, that's crazy. Working in fluorescent lights is really difficult for me because it can trigger migraines and different symptoms. But I just like, I work in an office, like in a room with one other person and she's really cool about turning the light off all the time. So that helps. But, uh, she's just working a bit dark. <laughs> I do. Uh, I do. Well, Shelly, I'm just going to turn the lights <laughs> off. <laughs> I used to work. I used to. Poor, poor, your poor colleagues. You're rooting around in your drawer like, you can't find anything at all. Your boss comes down to the office like, what the fuck's going on in here? (laughs) Do they go home early? Sometimes they come in and I'm in the dark with my sunglasses on because I might get a migraine. And they're like, Lisa, there's there's someone here to see you. They're like, someone here to see you. You should probably not look. And you're like, you're like. Put up a cross symbol with your two fingers. Yeah, I used to work uh, retail. I was um, a manager at Target. Oh god, and that I'd... sounds fucking. I, 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 that sounds awful, but maybe you loved it. I, don't I, know. I loved Target okay. itself. I've, I've heard good things about. But Target. I, I traveled a lot with them. I was constantly flying around for training and and oh, wow. to hire people and stuff like that, which I had a blast with. But it was exhausting and ultimately made me really sick. And I worked in a giant store that I had to run around constantly. Yeah. And so I eventually had to leave that because I was too and sick. And the to lighting, do it. probably the lighting wasn't. was awful. Yeah. So it's I had to leave that for rights. office work because it was too hard on my body. Now you're a blogger as well, right? Yes, you're you're I am. kind of like a, a a big advocate for um like the almost patient advocate. I, I consider myself like an invisible illness advocate. Cool, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Give yourself a shameless plug because your your writing is it's extremely funny and Thank really you. witty. Like it it honestly is really, really great. Thank you. Um the the way that we met was you <laughs> you like wrote a blog post about Sick Boy. Yes, I did, and it was awesome. Loved it. Now some of your other pieces of writing, I mean, you've you've had stuff uh, published through. Are we allowed to talk about this? Like, can I say your stuff has been published through Huffington Post and yeah, sure. through Hello Giggles and mm-hmm. potentially XO <laughs> it <will>. Jane? <laughs> it will. Yeah, XO Jane soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, That's so amazing. If people want to, if people want to see like what you're what you're writing, where can they find that shit? Like, I have the... a, a website called Damsel in Address. That's what my blog is. Um, I don't really consider myself a damsel in address, but I just kind of liked the wordplay. So um, it's 
www.damselinaddress.ca. And um, you can follow me on Twitter at MS or something because I didn't know what it was at the time. So I was like, chances are I have MS, but it might not be that. So I used that. Yeah, if you get a chance, check it it out because Lisa's writing is fucking super. What made you want to write about something that you deal with, you know, day to day? I, I would think you would be sick of thinking about it and talking about it. Well, I ended up having to go on sick leave for a little while when I was at Target. And I was, I'm very used to constantly be doing things. I hate just sitting around doing nothing. And I found myself too sick to do anything. So here I am sitting on my couch all day or going, you know, going to appointments and then coming home and resting. Um, because at that point, my my joints and muscles were so bad that I could barely walk without a cane or anything. So I just spent a lot of time sitting around doing nothing. And I was trying to find, it was at a point when I knew that it wasn't, they thought it was MS, but they're like, nah, chances are it's not. So I was like, okay, well, if I want to find somewhere online to find help, to talk to someone who knows what I'm going through, I don't even fucking know what to Google. Yeah. Like, right. I can't even put a disease name in there. So I was like, maybe there are other people like that. Let's see. So I started writing about it, and I posted it, and all of a sudden, all of these comments flood in. Oh, my God, I'm in the same situation. Hmm. And then I was like, oh, this is helping other people too. So That's I just kept writing. one of the things writing. that we kind of realized when we started this mm-hmm. is people were like fuck people aren't talking like yeah. the conversation it's, isn't happening people people think it's really awkward to talk about and it's like no like this is part of your life i'm curious to know because so i mean when i was growing up and it's a bit of a different situation but when i was growing up with cystic fibrosis mm-hmm. i did carry a lot of shame and, and embarrassment with mm-hmm. that when i was younger and i know that through talking to people through this project and and hearing people's stories is that Sometimes when people are, are, you know, a young adult and they get diagnosed with a, a life-changing illness or disease, that same sort of, um, sort of phenomenon happens where they, they, they automatically have this, like, shame mm-hmm. or they carry a lot of embarrassment surrounding that news or that illness. Yeah. And they don't want to talk about it or, or they don't want people to know or they try to hide it, and especially with an invisible, invisible disability mm-hmm. It's very easy to hide that shit. Was there any part of you or any time that you felt like you just like didn't want it to be known? Yes. Well, the first year I think I had my blog, I never told anyone that I really knew in real life that I had this blog. I didn't have my name on it. I had like the reason that I have two oh, Twitter shit. accounts. That's I have a crazy. Lisa wow, Walters really? Twitter account and the <laughs> MS or something because I didn't want my family and friends to know these intimate details about how wow. sick I was because I found it hard to talk about. And um, so I kept it to myself. But then my blog started getting pretty popular. And my sister, who I've always talked to about all this stuff, was like, Lisa, like, fuck off. Grow Own up. it. Yeah. Yeah, You're yeah. doing a good job with this. Mm-hmm. People... N- more or less know that you're sick. Just just let people know. It's helping other people. Maybe you can help your friends and family or people on yeah. your Facebook. Like I never, ever shared it even on Facebook. So, and so I finally decided to go live with it. And how, how was it received by your friends and family? Oh, it, it, it went over pretty well. I mean, I'm sure that some of my friends and family were probably shocked by, you know, how sick I have been at times because... If you just see me like 
out around. I look, I mean, I look healthy and I don't often tell them the ins and outs of, of my illness. So I'd say it was probably a shock to some of them to be like, oh, wow, this is more serious than, than we thought it was. Hmm. I have, I actually, that kind of leads me to a question to both, uh, both Lisa, you and Jeremy, um, when you're when you're an advocate for for something like lupus or invisible illnesses and and Jer for for CF, um, you're in you're kind of in the limelight and you're you're expected to be this person who's mm-hmm. doing so well on the outside dealing mm-hmm. with this. Uh, and Lisa, maybe I'll throw this to you first. Do you ever feel like a struggle inside? How do you talk yourself up to to project that outward sense of being okay with living with lupus? Um, if there's a day that I'm not okay with living with lupus, I let people know that there's a day that I'm not okay with living with lupus. I think it's important to be real about it. I don't want people to think that I don't want to sugarcoat the disease. Like, I don't want people to think, I don't want to sit here like, oh, woe is me. I'm this sick. How horrible life is. Some days I feel like that and I'll admit it. But some days I feel like, oh, maybe being sick has you know, made me a better person, blah, blah, blah. Do you feel this external pressure, though, sometimes that, that maybe people are relying on you to, to not sugarcoat it, but to, to put this positive spin on it? Yes, and I hate that. Um, I see a lot, I don't know if you guys know the term inspiration porn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I see a lot of yeah. that on the internet. And a lot of people, if I'm just writing about my day or I'm writing something that I am not doing anything whatsoever inspirational and people will message me saying, you are so inspiring. You're such an inspiration. Such an inspiration. You went to the mall yesterday? Oh my God. With lupus? <laughs> That's so inspiring. <laughs> and I'm just like, that is bullshit. <laughs> I have lupus. I can't help it. I, I like to say like, I didn't... Like, I didn't decide to get lupus. I, I wasn't saving the world from eternal damnation by taking on lupus so that no one else would ever suffer. I just woke up one day with a shitty immune system, and then you kind of have to go on. So, I mean, yes, people sort of expect me to be inspirational at times, different people. Right. But um, I don't buy into that at all, and I will call them out on that mm-hmm. because I'm like, if I'm doing something that is actually <laughs> inspirational, let's say... I lose the ability to walk, and then I decide I want to fly. Tr- yeah, <laughs> say that, or you know, trek Mount Everest, and I spend like three years really trying to walk again, and then I do that for you know raising money for lupus awareness. Fuck yeah, that's probably inspirational. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, totally. But just living with a disease is is not that. And I think mm. that it's dangerous to think that because it sort of makes people who are sick seem like others and like we're not actually people. We're just things to make you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, the, mm. well, in that, there is, there is something, I think there is something to be said for someone who is living with a disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And not letting that disease like tear them down. Okay, right? put it put it this way. Put it this way. If I would like to, I would like to think that if your attitude towards life, whether you're sick or healthy, is positive, and you're always living life with positivity, That's then you can be inspirational that is to inspirational. somebody yeah. who maybe struggle who who doesn't 
feel that way every day, right? Exactly. And and I think sometimes like I I always try to live with positivity mm-hmm. and and each day when I wake up in the morning if I feel down, then I try to flip a switch in my head and maybe just sit there and say you have so much to be thankful for. Um really really grab a hold of this day and go and live it. And that doesn't happen all the time, mm-hmm. but I'd like to think that that attitude if I project it outwardly would be inspirational for somebody else, but which I think it is. And like I, I, I know so for a fact that there's people that would say Brian Stever lives in a, a life that is inspirational. But, and I'm sur- and I'm up. and 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 counter to that, I'm inspired by the people that I surround myself with, like like you, Jared yeah. and Taylor, and and my friends, my group of friends. I think that they're inspiring. Whether they, I think you're inspiring. Uh, I think you're inspiring. I'm going to leave while this Okay. But I want to flip that over to you too, Jerry, because and being, I know that when we first started this podcast and when I went to a couple uh, keynotes that you did um, for cystic fibrosis, Shinerama and things like that, um, people look up to you and and people who either, whether they suffer from CF or whether they're their effect or impact or not impacted by CF, they look at you and say, that guy's really inspiring. Do you, how do you wake up each day and, and become, do you feel like you become that person? Do you feel like pressure to be that person Yeah, every do you have day? to live up to that person? No, I, I don't think I do. And, and so th- this is the way that I look at it. I kind of, I'm kind of in the same boat as Lisa in that um, everybody lives with uh, struggle. Right, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're sick or, or what. Like everybody has their issue, and my issue happens to be cystic fibrosis. Like that is the that is clearly the biggest uh, cloud that looms over me in my life. I don't look at that cloud and allow it to like rain down on me and and make my day shitty. That's my choice. I do that because I I I I rather look at my disease and go fuck yeah, this disease, like I can use this motherfucker to live life mm. to the fullest and it's great and it's awesome. In the opportunities that I've had in terms of speaking in front of audiences and saying this to people, mm-hmm. people look at that and they go, and if, say it's someone who's not sick at all. They're going to look at that and they're going to go, fuck, that's inspirational because everybody has the, everybody has shit that they have to deal with. Right. Mm-hmm. And so no matter how big or how small that is, mm-hmm. if you can choose to look at that and and instead of allow it to swallow you up and, and, and like and dictate how you are going to feel or how you live your life that day, instead, if you can take that and, and turn around and use it as a positive, mm-hmm. I think that that is something that's very inspirational. And I don't think there's yeah. zero part of me that feels like I have to live up to something. That's so you don't feel I, this. You don't feel this external pressure to be that way. It's just the way that you. That's just the way that yeah. I am, dude, dude. There's days that I wake up and I'm like, oh, fuck this disease. This is the worst. Like, do you? And and yeah. when you feel that way, do you feel pressure to try to get rid of that as quickly as possible because you know that other people look to you? Jeremy's on for super positive. No, I don't feel like I have to get rid of that. But it, but I but there is a part of me that goes, don't let this take you down. And it's not because... But you're doing that for you. It's not because others, others are looking. I'm doing that yeah. because I don't want that. The people in your life that you're close with know that if there's a shitty day, well, of course there's going to be some gonna, shitty days. Yeah. You, you don't feel days. like... I don't <laughs> yeah. feel like, oh, I'm really sick today, but I have to act like I'm not for 
Matt yeah, because yeah. I don't want to upset Matt. Yeah. He sees me when I'm sick and when I'm well, and I don't feel like there's any sort of pressure there. I, I'm just me. If like, I mean, I, I try to be as positive as possible about it as well, but there are always going to be days when that just doesn't come through. Just like the person who's not sick, but they exactly. come from a broken home. Or just yeah, exactly. like the person who's not there's sick baggage. and they have student debt that they can't get out of or whatever, exactly. right? Like everybody has their baggage. Yeah. And I think the people that and, – and what makes it different, and I think this is what makes it different what, or what makes it inspiring is that when people see someone like me or you who's living with this illness, mm-hmm. that if they were to take that and apply that to their life, they go, that's fucking crazy. I don't know how I would live like that. That sounds mm-hmm. awful. That would be way worse than what I'm dealing with. And when they see you living it mm-hmm. and, and owning it and going, well, it's not going to – I'm not going to let it affect me to the point where it drags me down, that's where people go, that's fucking inspiring. I, I should apply that to my baggage. Mm-hmm. Right? I think there, there are levels of you know being inspired by someone who's sick because it reminds them of their own struggle. I think yeah. that there are levels of that that are fine, and then it can get to a but point there, where yeah, it gets really, 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 really bad. Silly. Yeah, there is something really silly about someone going, you... You went to the mall? Like, you're like, yeah, you got like, up and ate a well, meal? Well, for instance, wow. um, at uh, the Oceaga Music Festival, there was... Did you go to Oceaga this year? I did not, but my friends went. Oh. And there was... That's um, inspiring. How did they get there? <laughs> <laughs> there, there was, a, there was a, a young guy in a wheelchair and his friends. And they ended up getting up on stage uh, during Edward Sharp. Oh my and god! I was fucking there for that. I took a video crazy. of it. And I mean, I think that's you know that guy. I don't. I don't know that. I uh, I read. I read stories in the news about it. But everything wasn't like. No, for one, no one really seemed to to ask many questions to the guy in the wheelchair. It all seems to be directed at you know the friends. the friends. But it all comes down to like you're so inspiring to be friends with this guy in yeah. a wheelchair. That's mm. a problem. It's so great of you to do that. Yeah, and like then, as in he doesn't really deserve friends. Exactly. And the fact that you stuck around is inspiring. And, and really it's inspiring yeah. of him to go to a <laughs> festival in a, yeah. when he's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And it, it gets to that point where I'm just like, okay, well, you're you're making people who have a disability or an illness not seem like normal people. Yeah. And that's yeah. when it gets dangerous. Like and there's a lot of that in the news now. Yeah. 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 But yeah. also, just to play devil's advocate, there is something inspiring in the fact that they they recognized you can't Go up to the front of the stage. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna make you this physically. Happen. It's not possible. You're not gonna get through this fucking crowd. But we can, and we can hoist your ass up yeah. and fucking send you to the front of the stage. And we're gonna do that. And we don't give a fuck what anybody in this audience. But thinks. is that inspiring or is that just being? I think that's friends? Just, I think that's just cool as shit. Like that. Yeah. I think it's cool. And this whole conversation is making me feel really bad for my grandmother because we were talking about like the revenant and being sick in a different time. Mm-hmm. Like my grandmother had lupus and it caught, she was diagnosed in her, uh, second year of nursing school so or no the first year after she graduated she worked for one year and she was getting tired all the time and she got diagnosed she couldn't work anymore and then she had a miscarriage and it caused all this like terrible stuff in her life and but she still just lived this like normal life she was amazing she was like a super mom to my Mm -hmm. mom 
But then at a certain point, she just kind of stopped. She stopped doing things that made her happy. She was sleeping all the time because mm-hmm. of the fatigue. But none of us talked about it. We are just like, oh, yeah. she's she's old. She's an old lady. She, she yeah. could have been depressed because yeah. of, you know, like there could have been anything. But we just didn't have the conversation. So although I, I totally see what you're saying, that it shouldn't be an accomplishment just because you don't mm-hmm. have shitty friends. You have yeah. nice friends who will take you up on stage. I think this is a cool generation that's like you guys. You're talking about it, you yeah. know, like. Yeah. Because you're you're helping other people, like my grandmother, who maybe wants to just join the conversation. There's you know? this there's this line that uh, that people use if if anyone's um, say reporting on a disability or illness, um, nothing about us without us, and I think that that's part of the problem is that people aren't writing or or having the real conversation about illness and disability they're looking at it as say an able-bodied person looking at someone with a disability and there's right. there's <laughs> that that barrier where they don't know what it's like so they're projecting all of their ideas of inspiration and all this stuff on someone when they don't actually know the person so, sounds like me <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're attempting you're attempting to get to the other side of that by doing this podcast so yeah, at least totally, you're, yeah. you're trying yeah. that but yeah. that's that's my problem like i mean yes yeah. people can can totally be inspiring with an illness or or a disability um but there are times when I'm told I am inspiring when I'm like I'm actually not I'm For, just being me yeah yeah and and I don't I don't like that just because there's I have lupus that if I do something I'm inspiring like if I write a blog post about hot yoga I'm inspiring and it's like no I want it to go work out and it was fun like but you mm. you are inspiring for being honest and you know and, and putting that out there i think that is in, that is inspiring yeah and and it's it's not and it's not because of lupus that you're you're inspiring no. if if i went to hot yoga for the first time and wrote a blog post about my struggle with it mm-hmm. then i'm sure that i would be inspiring to certain people who who maybe felt uncomfortable with the idea of going and practicing yoga with a group of people mm-hmm. And yeah. and never, I can see not have yeah. done it before. I'm terrified of. I think this is the I thing: is that there's different levels yes, of it, right? That, well, you don't, yeah. you, but you don't get to you don't get to choose whether or not you're inspiring. You just live your life. No, and then, no, and but I, I don't I, wake I, up in the morning and think, what inspirational yeah, thing can I do today? Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. I inspire people? No, but I think it, you do have the right to go. Listen, motherfucker. There's nothing inspiring about me waking up and going to get a fucking quart of milk. Like like anyone, no matter what happens in their life, what struggle they have, most people want to live as normal a life as possible. And I don't don't really see the inspiration in just just trying to do normal, everyday things that you would have done otherwise. So that's where where it's iffy with me. I mean, there are, of course, um, stories of people who do very inspirational things with with illness with an illness or a disability yeah. and you know that's it's it's apparent but again it's just this i i want it to be more real yeah i'm curious to know uh before we 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 wrap it up um how so your your boyfriend is here mm-hmm. he's been sitting here this hi, entire time he's very say hi? very quiet How's it going? <laughs> do you think he sounds like Seth Rogen? I, uh, yeah. I totally you think. Do. I totally think it. Say it. Say hello, James Franco. Hello, James Franco. See, see, I, I make him say that sometimes because I you think should, he sounds so much like. You should have just said that Seth Rogen uh, was here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering how a how long you guys have been together, and b how lupus has affected your sex life. Just kidding. How lupus <laughs> has affected your your relationship in general. 
it was one of those things where, you know, you start dating someone, but when we, when we were going into it, it wasn't like, you know, we were three months in and then I was like, oh, there's something wrong with it. Like we were friends beforehand. So we knew that like, I knew that she had some, some problems or whatever, yeah. and she was trying to get it figured out at one point where we were dating at that uh, point where you had, it became A&A or MS and there was so many that we made, we, you had ample because there was enough to make a... It, ample is, acronym, is the acronym. acronym it's it's as, asthma, um, multiple it sclerosis, Parkinson's, lupus, and then we said et cetera. But then there was a chance there was something called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which is like there's no collagen in your joints and there's, it's, it's a shit show. And um, they thought I might have had that for a, a millisecond. If, if so anybody that out the there e. has ample, get at us real <laughs> yeah. quick uh, before you're dead because we would love <laughs> to hear from you. A whole cocktail it's, of yeah. shit. It's, it's pretty much disease bingo at that point. <laughs> so how has it, has it in, in, the, in the two-year period that you've been together, um, has it been an issue relationship-wise? Not really, because like I said, I knew going in that she had what, you were, she had some problems. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't in, going in blind. You were in for some. <laughs> shit. I was blind yeah. for some of it. That yeah. also happened. <laughs> I wasn't Just going in blind. You were. <laughs> <laughs> but like when we started going out, there'd be nights where uh, her legs would just completely lock up, and it's like, well, we we were going to go home, but I guess we'll stay here for a half an hour and right. just kind of wait it out. <laughs> sure. When we're at, when, when I'm out at night with my girlfriend, her legs lock up, then I know it's definitely time to go home. <laughs> <laughs> when, when we first started going out, there's like, some, hold on, hold on. <laughs> there's something about that that just comes off as way too rapey. Like, it's just rapey. Super, <laughs> whoa, whoa, really? No, I meant that she yeah. was too drunk. I know you yeah, did. I know. I know you did. I meant that in a non-threatening way. I yeah. Know. Yeah. No. <laughs> Didn't work. My girlfriend always. Well, no. Leave it. Just leave it. I love you, Chelsea. Uh, well, before we uh, we wrap it up, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you would like to to drop or say? Um, I know we already plugged your shit. Maybe remind everyone where they can find you. You can find me online because mm. I rarely leave my house. Um, <laughs> Oh, Again, girl. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm uh, on Twitter at ms or something. Um, my blog is damselinaddress.ca, and um, I write for various other websites. But if you follow me on Twitter, I'll I'll link to all of that, so you can check me out there. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for thank you so uh, much. coming all the way over from Newfoundland. I know you didn't come over here just for this, but coming all the way. Over yeah, from yes, you did. I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, enjoy the rest, of the rest of your time here in Halifax. Thank you. And, Thanks for uh, having us. Or I guess we're in Dartmouth right now, but whatever. Uh, I'm leaving as soon as. <laughs> <laughs> and Jenna, thanks for sitting in with us. This is fucking fun. Thanks for having we should me. Totally, we should totally just kick Taylor off the show. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure lots of people will, will chime in and say that Taylor is not worthy. Of I don't think. On the show. I don't think anybody will miss Taylor. No, really. I don't think so either. Um, I don't miss Taylor. So <laughs> I like this chair. Yeah, it's fucking comfy. <laughs> You know, I'm available for any, if you want to get rid of <laughs> If you want a cheap Seth Rogen, yeah, he's your guy. Yeah. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you dug it, go to iTunes, leave a review, all that shit. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, and we're on Instagram and Snapchat and blah, 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 and, blah. And you know what? I'm going to change the uh, the call to action on, on our podcast oh, right yeah? now. I think that the most important that... that uh, thing that people do to support the growth of this show and get this message out is to just 
share the podcast and talk about it. If if you really dig this and you like what's going on here, you enjoy this conversation, tell other people about it because that's the way that we're going to get this message out there. And that's the way that we will be able to infect uh, the rest of the world with, with <laughs> this like uh, contagious... <laughs> Again, really, really, you, really big rapey vibe there, right? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Thanks, well, for anyway, Thanks for listening. Thanks for I hope you have a great uh, week. I'm Brian. I'm Jenna. And I'm Jeremy. This is Sick Boy. <laughs>